reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, uh, Anjalila chapter 3, text 403. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nanda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Vishara Charane Amara Namaskar Sarvabhoma Vachaspati Nandana Yahar I offer my humble obeisance at the feet of Visharada, who had Sarvabhoma and Vichaspati as his sons. Omagana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksuran Malatam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pabhanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyadvaita Gadarhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, greetings from uh, New Jersey. Uh, just came back. Of course, our little Sangha is very personal, so I can share a little bit about what I was doing and how I feel. I just came back from a very enlivening um, Uh, I guess she had a little uh, preaching tour in Colombia, you know, kind of the pandemic kind of slowed us down, but it was really um, enlivening. And, uh, you know, it confirmed a point that I have about Krishna consciousness and, and preaching in general, sharing things. And that's the blessings of Krishna when there's cooperation. That's one of the basic points of, of Krishna consciousness. Srinvata Swakata Krishna Punyashravana Kirtana Hidantistoya Bhadrani Vidanoti Sarit Satam. When Srinvata Swakata Krishna Punyashravana Kirtana, when there is this joining of devotees. This is what Sankirtan means. This is why Sankirtan is higher than Kirtan. There's something about sharing in Krishna consciousness that creates a very attractive atmosphere that attracts Krishna's mercy and attracts other people to it. But I see that in Colombia, we worked very hard over the years. And, uh, you know, now there's somehow a cooperative team you never stop, start with that. You have to work together. Um, but it's very attractive. So people are coming. And the other thing, which has always been my um, type of understanding, and I think uh, um, 
what's so important, I think this is one thing that wisdom of the sages is showing very powerfully. And even this, the most important thing for people to advance in Krishna consciousness is to hear regularly. And when they hear engaging Krishna Kata on a regular basis, they advance in Krishna consciousness. That's the whole idea of the Bhagavatam. That's the whole idea of knowledge. That's the whole idea of Vyasadeva. He's, um, you know, meditating how to give this knowledge where you need knowledge and you need detachment and detachment comes from knowledge. <laughs> Without knowledge, you don't know what to do. Without detachment, you can't do it. So there has to be knowledge. And in our lives, there has to be a, a regular infusion of reading Prabhupada's books and hearing the people who represent them. And I think because that's happening in Colombia so regularly and so expertly, I'm just seeing that people are uh, advancing in Krishna consciousness and the congregation is growing. And Krishna... You know, I heard a tape by Srila Prabhupada in 1971. I was visiting the, the Brooklyn temple, which was quite, you know, it's where the press was. It was where the spiritual all-stars were and kirtan and speaking and, and cooking. Um, so I, I was coming just uh, that I wasn't, like uh, yet had joined. Um, we're taking prasadam in the basement and uh, that spicy dal, very liquidly, liquid spicy dal, very wonderful. I remember that. But um, it wasn't technology like there was now. And uh, because there wasn't technology, that even there was a class, it wasn't a class, it wasn't Prabhupada, it was someone saying what Prabhupada said. And Prabhupada said, we can take over the world in 18 days if all my disciples became Krishna conscious. Now that's the, you know, the Bhagavad Gita was in 18 days. And I meditated on that over the years. And, you know, Krishna wants to um, give us responsibility. But what would happen if Krishna gave the, the Hare Krishnas the world? <laughs> uh, like Bhurijan Prabhu once said that we were all pure devotees until uh, you get a taste for power. So Krishna ultimately wants everybody to become Krishna conscious. And there's a fine line between our spiritual life and uh, what power and position will do to it. So when one is actually humble and detached, then Krishna can trust him with more and more. Um, and I wrote my Vyas Puja offering. I wrote two offerings and, and you'll see them tomorrow. And by the way, I'll have Janmashtami tomorrow at 7.30. I'll have Prabhupada's appearance day at 7.30. And one of the points I made was, is that, um, I was traveling in South India. I took a, in the summer, we used to take some of the, the children 
And it was quite, I mean, quite dynamic. I mean, quite dynamic. We were in Bangalore, which is called the, was called the air-conditioned city. It was also the most westernized city. And we were traveling and preaching. And everywhere we go, people would recognize us and say that, you know, we have heard of your uh, Achyutananda Swami. And it always struck me that how empowering Prabhupada was, that here was, you know, he couldn't have been, you know, not younger than anybody I see on the list by far. <laughs> I can tell you that right now in, in his, his, his 20s. And uh, I was kind of so impressed. I was so impressed that, um, you know, Prabhupada made a disciple, he empowered a disciple to become, and he was more famous than Prabhupada because you know, they were amazed, a young Westerner who knew the kirtan, I guess he knew the languages, he was, he was a genius, you know, he made an impression. And uh, I was kind of um, losing my train of thought today. Traveling makes a man old. That's my my second thing. Um, but I was impressed. I was impressed. Um, oh yeah, I read my point. I was impressed that while most spiritual leaders they they, they make the movement about themselves, Prabhupada made it about Krishna and didn't mind disciples in particular places who had promoted Krishna becoming more famous than him. But the point I want to make is Prabhupada got the world because he was detached and it wouldn't affect him because of his vision of, of what the world is. He saw the world as Krishna's. So it didn't, so, so the possess, the so-called possession of power, et cetera, didn't affect his consciousness. And that's what Maya does. The whole purpose of, of Maya is to respond to your desire to be the enjoying controller by 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 covering by not by Maya not this it's not what you see it's Krishna's but Krishna allows you to have the illusion of seeing something that's not there and that's the conscious a consciousness of possessiveness and control and, and therefore somehow the more we get sometimes that can affect our consciousness. It didn't because he intensely, intensely saw Krishna as the center and saw things as Krishna. Just I told you the first instruction I got when I was thinking whether I, I, I was to become a guru and worried about this exact point. How will it affect my consciousness, my, my budding spiritual consciousness at the age of, of 40, younger than most of you people there, I would have think, and, and, and what I was told at that time was don't think your guru, do it as a service to your guru. So that type of, of, of consciousness that, that Krishna will trust you because he loves you <laughs> or he won't trust you because he loves you and he knows because the possession of things and the possession of power 
that it will change your consciousness and it will root you in the center and it will make you hard for you to see, see yourself not as the, the subject and everything as the object, but to see yourself as the, it will prevent you from seeing yourself as the object of, of, of Krishna and, and that change in consciousness. And I, I remember that tape I listened to by, by Srila Maharaj, where he described his own spiritual awakening. And he said, I thought I was the, the, the subject and the world was my object. Then I became the object. You know, when I'm in Govardhan and I'm chanting and I'm facing Govardhan Hill, although I can't see it from where I'm sitting in my bed, I know I'm facing it. I really try to be in that consciousness that I'm not the center, that God's in the center and I'm on the periphery. I'm meant to be used for his, his, his service. So I, I was happy down there that when you, because, because when there's cooperation in, in partnership, in family and community, it's a basic spiritual principle that there's something higher than yourself. And this is the material consciousness that we have to transcend. And when we do that, then Krishna can trust us. So I see that the efforts made and Krishna can trust us. And uh, just before I left, I practically got this beautiful 50 acre farm, not me, kind of, I think we can call it the Govardhan Echo Farm. We'll have to think if that's copyright infringement, but a beautiful place. And, uh, There has to be Krishna's trust. And I was thinking in, in, in one sense, I'm, I'm sharing my personal thoughts. I was thinking the same thing about myself that um, coming back after COVID and the way my life was moving, I, I, and I always, um, my, one of my sayings, destiny is the, 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 destiny is the language of God. And I was reading, well, what does God want from me? Well, I'm a particular age. I'll be 71 next month. Um, I'm in a particular circumstance in my life. Um, what does God want from me? Uh, before I continue this, I'll, I'll, no, I, will, I will remember what I was going to say. Before I, I, I thought what God wants from me, uh, you know, a more internal life. And, and you know, I, I continued, but I increased waking up early and, and chanting so much and really working on my internal spiritual life, which is basically a taste for the holy name. In that mood of, of, let my service be my influence to others who are active in the world. But I'm also perceiving how much more Krishna is using me than ever. <laughs> to the extent sometimes I think, well, oh my God, he's kept me in India. Why, why have I been in India for so many years? There was only one reason I was in India because my seva was there and Krishna wanted me there. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he can, give me, he can keep me here. <laughs> I just another interesting thought. I, I talked to one friend in India and he was a, a very successful financier. And very high-end financier 
brilliant guy, educated America, very high Indian family. Um, and I, occasionally I talked to him maybe once in a, a month, once every two months, him and his wife were in India right now. And uh, for the last two and a half, three years, he couldn't get a job. It, it's just Krishna. He just couldn't get a job. He was getting older. He was so senior. When you're so senior, it's very hard to get a job. Because <laughs> they'll want someone junior. They, they pay less. When you're senior, you have a certain... Whatever the case is, he just couldn't get a job. And the last place that he worked, despite his advice, the people wouldn't deal with the money the way he wanted. And they wound up in jail for money laundering. And that's also on his resume. So uh, we were talking and, you know, it's to the extent now that he has to, he has to take temple prashadam. <laughs> and he used to have such fine tastes. When he would visit me in Governon, the fruits that he, you know, and, and he would get, um, what, what, how would I call it? He would get, um, I can't, he would get custom-made sweets for my deities. Custom-made, yeah, what he would find. He lived in Delhi. He's now in Vrindavan. But he, he shared me his realization. He's also, he gets up at 12.30, one o'clock. He's chanting a lot. He goes to the morning program. Uh, by the mercy of Keshava Bharati Maharaj, even when he was in the business world, he got into reading Prabhupada's books one or two hours a day and it changed his life. But he, he described his shift. He described his shift. And what was the shift in his life? He said, I was serving the way I want. Now I have to serve the way Krishna wants. <laughs> and I thought that was really, really, I could see I can see how the chanting of Hare Krishna gives people realization. That's a deep realization. That's a deep realization. And it's the realization that we all have to come to. Really, ultimately, it has to come to because what bhakti has to be more than anything else is a liking for service. Not just the activity, but a liking for service. So he was reflecting and we were joking, you know, about his mercy, you know, the mercy he got. And also in situations like that, it's, it's not his resume, he can't get a job. Whatever happens to me, it's not the circumstances, not people on the internet that are controlling the world, <laughs> as sometimes we think. It's Krishna. And Krishna can change things in a minute, too. And then that's the other perspective. I, 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 was, I was talking with a, a god sister who was in a very, very difficult situation. Um, and, uh, you know, how a devotee has to, you know, a devotee has to see God in a different perspective because we want to see God as, merci as merciful but we don't understand that our conception of mercy is not mercy. Our conception of mercy is let the world move according to my desires. 
which is not the platform of elevation of consciousness. Of course, we try to satisfy our desires to elevate our consciousness, but it's not absolutely, certainly not absolutely, the, the, the state of mercy to have the world move according to our desires. And sometimes it moves, we have tragedy and tragedy means the world moves rapidly against our desires, rapidly against our desires. So sometimes it's really challenging, even for advanced devotees. But, you know, my encouragement to her was, and, and, and something I tried to practice, and it's something that's very hard to do and not to fall in the trap of seeing mercy as the world moving according to my desires, is, is to see it from God's perspective of mercy is those things that elevate our consciousness and sometimes it requires circumstances that are not pleasant. And a devotee should really, really experience that as mercy. They should really experience that as mercy and see mercy in that way. And don't think it's easy because remember, we've been conditioned since time immemorial to a false concept of faith, trusting in, 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 in a sublimity that's temporal and depressing. <laughs> it's depressing. It's depressing when the world moves according to your desires, but your consciousness doesn't change according to the will of God. It's consciousness. What is that? It's consciousness, stupid. Um, so anyway, and then I guess the, the, the other realization I had, and this is why I'm, I'm kind of just coming my realizations because before I get into the Shastra here, because um, I realize how much momentum is important in Krishna consciousness. And for anything, I think COVID gave me momentum because I never do well traveling. It throws off my regulation. My sadhana suffers. Um, and there's just a factor of momentum. And that's mentioned in the Yoga Sutras when they describe you never go to the stage of Samadhi. It's, it's Dharana Dhyan Samadhi. You may most be advanced meditator. You don't start at Samadhi. Just as you may be the greatest race car driver in the world. I know nothing about those machines, but you may be the greatest race car driver in the world. And uh, you don't start at fifth gear. So momentum. Momentum. I can just see my, you know, um, I was supposed to leave not the, 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 this Saturday, but the Saturday before. And then there was a hurricane. And then, you know, I booked my ticket for Tuesday night. And then I inexplicably, inexplicably, it was canceled. And then, um, it was, you know, then I finally got a Friday night on the red eye flight, which was, was pretty great. 
it was 13 hours from the ashram to my door in New Jersey. So <laughs> that wasn't so bad. But I just saw, you know, there's a consciousness. I don't know how people travel all the time is leaving. And when I'm leaving, it already invokes the mode of passion to an extent that I can't concentrate to the level I usually concentrate. So I've been in a perpetual state of leaving for one week. And then I arrived on the red eye flight. And then, of course, take, you know, and momentum is just so important. My spiritual life is based on momentum. It's supposed to momentum that there's a certain type of momentum from like with the Jayad Waitamaraj, Javi Prabhu asked Jayad Waitamaraj, what is your secret in spiritual life? He said, I do the same thing every day. That's my secret. I do the same thing every day. And you get a momentum. We are chanting four or five hours becomes easier or more becomes easier than chanting for 10 minutes without momentum. It builds up that type of momentum. So anyway, that's why I've kind of entered into the um, class in this way, just sharing my, my realization. But I'm, I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to be back in uh, my boring life. I love my boring life the best. Uh, most boring in New Jersey, same thing every day. Uh, but... I like that life, actually. I like that life. Um, and right now, I'm trying to figure out how to get a visa to India, at least for Kartik. I have some leads. Um, okay, well, now we're back to this wonderful story of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is relationship, Rasa Vaisaha. The ultimate reality is relational. It's relationships. Um, because that's the thing we most value here. So why shouldn't that be existing in perfection in the absolute truth? It's a reasonable conception. So it's very healthy to hear about those relationships when they're perfected. And perfected relationships uh, require a perfect object of love that's eternal, real, and loves you. <laughs> and it requires a certain harmony that there's Ishvara. Ish means the center, Vara means the circumference, that there's a center in all the relationships which makes harmony. It's not only you have harmony with God, you have harmony between others. I remember when I had to enter a poster contest in the library for school about brotherhood. And, you know, the, I drew little people of different races and like, I guess they circled around, but there was a center. There was a, a, a commonality um, brotherhood, sisterhood. It means there's a commonality, that there's a father, there's a, there's a, a center. And even, you know, social elevation, just ordinarily how society works under God's laws, 
and, and why there is there is marriage and why there is family is the basic concept of elevation and consciousness is that there's something higher than yourself. And this kind of concept came under attack in, in, in my generation. I know my parents' generation, I, I know now there's millenniums and X generation. My parents' generation was called the greatest generation. Um, and the reason it's called the greatest generation is because people like my father and my uncle and everyone, they had to make sacrifice. They had to make sacrifice. They, 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 they had to oppose the, the uh, Nazi takeover of the world. I've had relatives that have died in, 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 in the war. And then my generation came, um, and it was after the war, they were called the baby boomers, because things were just exploding. It was, you know, from living, like my parents, you know, living with a war where people are dying and the, and the threat of, of, if you lose the war, of a world domination of, of, authoritarian authoritarian dictators with a eugenic policy um and then after the war it was kind of the prosperity of america so we were called baby boom boomers but the other name that was given to us when we grew, grew older was called the me generation and that famous Author, I hope I got it right. Kalachandji will correct me if he's on it later, but I think Tom Wolfe, he was an incredible writer, I think for the New Yorker, New York Magazine. He wrote this article, The Me Generation. And he said about my generation, they'll never understand duty above self. Never understand duty above self. So the basic platform of partnership, of family, of community, and, and ultimately universally of God is that there's something higher than yourself. Without that concept that there's something higher than yourself, there's no question of love or relationship. So this is our concept of reality. And we're seeing Lord Chaitanya He's traveling and he's, he's giving Sankirtan and he's cultivating his eternal relationship with himself. <laughs> but we see his, his relationships with the devotees. Love. Where he's completely dedicated to his devotees. We saw that with Paramananda Puri, which was his, his guru's god brother. And he came and the well was salty and and there's this competition. Um, there's a competition to serve. There's not a competition to control. There's a competition to serve. And uh, I, you know, when I was in uh, Colombia, you know, I, I with a nice relationship with Simon Haas, and and uh, you know, he would always 
he he's understands right he'd always try to grab my plate <laughs> he would always try to grab my plate and wash my plate and you know that kind of competition and try to grab Kastuba's plate who puts it under the table <laughs> you know um that kind of faith that kind of faith um based on the principle of God, based on the principle that there's an absolute truth, um, that there's something higher. I mean, what's an animal? Animal consciousness is just eating, meat, mating, sleeping, and defending. It's about myself. You rise above animal consciousness. There's something greater than those desires. And that's what makes a man of character, a person who follows that. So we see these exchanges. And now we're seeing the exchange between between um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, Vidya Vichaspati, who is the brother of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya and the son, it's mentioned here, of Visharada. And um, he's hosting Lord Chaitanya and he's just in that mood. It's actually God, but he's in the mood of a Titi Bhagavan. The guest is God. The guest is God. And he's so much in that mood. And, and, and Lord Chaitanya is, is being described basically as self-effulgent. He doesn't have to be promoted. You just see. You just see this person and you understand that he's divine. And if you understand anything, I mean, I've been was in India for almost 45 years. I, I can understand, especially back when I came, what that culture is, what that Punya Bhumi, the land of piety, my God, the people I met that were elder, and what to speak of 500 years ago, what they think of a saint, and, and how much they want to see a saint. You know, there's a verse, a Boro Koruna Koro by Naratam Das Dakor, and he has a line that. You, you get purified by bathing many, many times in the Ganga, but, but just by seeing a, a seeing you once, he's talking about the Vaishnava, just seeing you once, one becomes purified. Just seeing you once, you become purified. So devotees are mad after Lord Chaitanya, and, and he, he, he somehow leaves in the middle of the night in Vidya Vichaspati's house, doesn't say anything. He does not, he's not, he's in the mood of, of cultivating his spiritual life. And he's not in our usual consciousness of being in the center and being praised. It's the last thing he wants is a force that moves him out of the consciousness that God is the center and I'm God's the servant. And when you're tasting that, when you're tasting that mood of what is service, then the last place you want to be is the center. You don't want to be recognized. You don't want to be praised. It's so within the, the false egoistic consciousness of superiority that we don't want anything that diminishes our position and we want everything that enhances our position. And we're quite aggressive about it. So at, at this level of consciousness, that's the last thing 
one wants because they have a taste of service. And that's the highest taste. The highest taste is this mood of service or seva. So, um, and then the people are accusing Vidya Vichaspati, Lord Chaitanya left, they say, we know you're hiding him here. So now he's like in double depression. He's in depression because Lord Chaitanya left and now he's in depression because he's being uh, questioned. His honesty is being questioned and he's a Brahmin. Shantir, Shantir, honesty. No, Shantir, peaceful. Shantir, Arjavam, Avicha. A Brahmin is honest. It's honest. And, and that's such an important quality of a Brahmin because his whole role in service is representing God by representing this, this Shastra. And he has to be trusted. Because if you're not trusted, your advice is not trusted. <laughs> because most people, there's motive. They're acting. Or they're saying things. Not just for the truth, but for what they can get for it. That's why, you know, traditionally Brahmins wouldn't accept money because then it, it could influence their advice. You do advice for money, for followers, for, for, for impressing people. Same thing with astrologers. Generally, they, would, they wouldn't accept money. It would just be a donation, whatever you want. I, I went to an, a very good astrologer in Delhi and he was sitting there as a humble Brahmin. And, you know, he would only, he, if you gave him money, fine, if you didn't, because he didn't want that to be influenced. I, I will give a certain reading that the person likes because then they'll give me more money. It's so easy to enter into that. So Brahmin has to be truthful. Just like when I took Satsrupmaraj from His Holiness, when I took Sanyas from His Holiness Satsrupmaraj, I didn't take Satsrupmaraj, I took Sanyas from His Holiness Satsrupmaraj. And, you know, the advice he gave is avoid, do your duty, avoid politics and business, because those can be management and business. You may have a motive. It's so easy to have a motive either for profit or, or control for your profit for your service and control for your service. You know, avoid politics and business because we need people whom other people can trust. So his, his honesty was being questioned and that was very important to him. Because he, his, his duty was what? To represent God. That was his duty. And people had to feel that he was representing God and not himself. So, oops, did I lose my space?
Vachaspati Deke Prabhu Sri Gorashundara Kripa Drishti Karibari Balila Utra. Lord Gorsunda acknowledged Vichaspati with his merciful glance. So that's what someone wants in love. <laughs> I told you those three aspects of prema, and one is relationship. So if you love someone, you want some type of acknowledgement of the relationship. So Lord Chaitanya looks at him with a loving glance. Dandaya kari judi bali vachaspati mora eka nevida suni mahamiti. Vachaspati then stood up with his hands folded and said, O magnanimous Lord, please listen to my request. So he's going to make a request, but it's not selfish. Because he's going to make a, re a selfless request. There are desires. Not every desire is selfish. There can be a desire to give yourself fully. Swachanda, Paramananda Tumi Mahasai, Sarva karma tomara apana ichamai. You are fully independent and always filled with ecstasy. All of your activities are performed according to your own sweet will. Icha maya. It's by it's your own desire. Sarva karma. All your activities tomara you perform by your own sweet will. Swachanda, you are fully independent. Parmananda, you're always filled with, with ecstasy. So he's going to make a request, but first he qualifies the request by acknowledgement of whom he's making the request to. Swachanda, Parmananda, fully independent. Why fully independent? Because he's God. He's the cause of all causes. He doesn't have any, he does, he's a causeless. He doesn't have anything, any reason above his own nature and will. That's what God means. There's nothing beyond his nature and will. Therefore, there, there's some philosophical quandrum. Aren't the laws of, of morality above God? Can he act cruel if he's independent? Why does he have to act kind? Why does he have to act this way? There's a, there's a philosophical quandrum. And, and the theological answer is, that is God's nature. <laughs> What is good is God's nature. It's not something external to him. So he's expressing his understanding of God. And he'll continue that. Apana ichaya taka chale apa apane. Apane janaha teshe loka tomajani. You stay in one place and move to another according to your sweet will. Only when you reveal yourself can one know you. 
And uh, this is just such a common point. And, 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 and it's the reason why bhakti is the abhideya tattva, why bhakti is the abhideya tattva. Abhideya, the means for knowing, because a person only there's something of who you are that can't be known unless you give it in love. And that's why bhakti is the Abhideya Tattva, why it's the means of, of realizing God. Because God's a person. And persons can only be known when they choose to give yourself, they give themselves to you. And I, I make that point quite often that if you give your heart to someone, they can do something, two things better than anybody else. They can love you and they can, they can love you and they can, they can serve you and they can uh, harm you. So obviously, one only gives to those people whom they trust will serve them. And how do you trust someone who serves them? When they actually exhibit that love. And that's what bhakti is. You exhibit the love in your work, your body, and your mind. And when God sees that, he gives himself to you. Therefore, you alone know your activities. Who can subject you to rules or regulations? Um, God is, that's what it, what it means, that God is independent. He does what he wants, and, it, and, and, and he's good. So it may conform, or it may not conform, but you, it, it may conform to what we think is morality and what is goodness, etc. But he's beyond everything. People do not know the actual truth about you, so they accuse me of being cruel. So now he's saying people don't know you're independent and therefore you just left on your own for my house because that is your will and your will is good and we can't quantify it, that you shouldn't have left, that these are the rules of staying in my house that you should say goodbye before you leave or anything. So because you didn't announce it and you went, people, people don't believe me because an ordinary person would say goodbye and they would announce that they're leaving, but you just disappear. So therefore they'll think make me cruel, not understanding your position, that your will and your desire is good, it's absolute, it's good, and it, it's beyond any of this conformity. Even in terms of Vaishnava, Niyama Agraha, there can be too much affection for the, the rules have a purpose. The rules have a purpose, they're not absolute, they have a purpose, and if they don't follow the purpose, you don't follow them. So God has a higher vision, a higher purpose, and he may not follow the rules. But people don't know this about you, so they're going to think that I'm just hiding him and I'm cruel. In ignorance, they claim that I hid you in, in, in my 
house. Therefore, O oh Lord, if you come out for just a moment, then people will accept me as a true Brahmin. They're questioning my honesty. Come out. <laughs> and then they'll know. Because now he, I, I, I told them that I, I found out that you went across the river and now I found out where you are. And people are still questioning me. Did he, 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 did he lie to us? That, uh, where's Lord Chaitanya? We, we all came across the river to find him. After hearing the Brahmin's request, the Lord smiled and immediately went outside to fulfill his request. So he, he reciprocates with his devotees. As soon as Mahaprabhu went outside, everyone became merged in an ocean of ecstasy. People offered full obeisances from all directions. Everyone offered prayers according to their realization. Unlimited millions of people chanted the name of Ari and floated in an ocean of ecstasy. There were thousands and thousands of kirtan groups, and they all sang along in transcendental ecstasy, sahasa, sahasa, kirtaniya sampradai, sampradai groups, kirtana sampradai, sahasa, sahasa, thousands of sampradaya kirtan, stani, stani, sabe, parmananda, go, and, 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 and they all, stani, stani, they all, sabe, they all sang parmananda, goi. In song, they all sang in ecstasy. Sahasra, Sahasra, Kirtaniya, Sampradai. Ahar Nisha, Parananda, Krishna Namdhwani, Sakala Bhuvana, Purna, Kaila Nyasimani. In this way, the crest jewel of sannyasis, day and night, filled the entire world with the transcendental sound vibration of Krishna's holy names. So this is Lord Chaitanya. Either he wants to stay inside and do his bhajan, or he'll come outside and do kirtan. You wanted me outside? Okay, I'm coming. Hare Krishna. Let us do kirtan. Brahma lok, Shiva lok, Adiyata lok, Yesukera kani, Leshe, Shabe, Ashok. Even a particle of the happiness distributed in this world by Krishna, in the dress of sannyasi, freed the inhabitants of planets headed by Brahma loka and Shiva Loka from all distressed and intoxicated, even the best of the yogis and sages. This is real pleasure. This is what we should be hankering for. Hena Sarva Shakti Samavita Bhagavan Yepa Pishta Maya Vashi Bala Apraman Tare janma karma vidya brahmanya achar shabha mitya se papisocha sabakar. The birth, activities, education, and brahminical behavior of a sinful person who, who under control denies the existence of the Supreme Lord is full of all potencies, are useless. Such a sinful person is condemned by all. So now he's just going to go into the importance of, of being connected to God. Being important, connected, and beginning in some type of conception that there's something higher than myself. And therefore, even if one's in an atheist, so-called, but he actually accepts an absolute truth. 
he's indirectly accepting God. Because you can't connect, you can't disconnect a absolute morality from an absolute truth. Okay, uh, Jamuna Jaya, are you still here? You can start it off with, with something that struck you today. Hey, Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for class. Many, many wonderful things today that I could comment on. But my favorite point is that what we think is mercy is not necessarily mercy. I love that point a lot because what we think is mercy may not actually be the best thing for us. So, and also Bruce Bhatti, his concern about that his honor, that his honesty was being challenged. We live in a time where people lie on the regular and don't even really care that their honesty is being challenged. So those two things just really just like seared into my head today. Yeah, uh, honesty was the the main thing in the Mahabharata, because if you're honest and really honest, you can improve your life by just making a vow because you'll have to be true to your words. You can just say it. And once people say it, it, it it's it. And there was the samskars were so strong. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else like to say something? Or say hello. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, I was just wondering how atheism is, um, what did you say, connected to the absolute truth? No, atheism is not. But if a person is atheistic, but he accepts an absolute morality, he's indirectly accepting God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank Thank you for letting me clarify that. Anybody else like to say hello? All right, Krishna Maharaj, this is Chad. I, I want to say hello. I'm just trying to figure out, I have a whole bunch of questions, not questions, sort of realizations. Um, I think I'm kind of caught right now on the idea of having a relationship or even understanding relationship. You sort of need something, a realization of something higher than yourself. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I'm reflecting on a little bit of, of my clients. I can't help. Um, and, and of course, you know, some of my clients in the, are in a lot of pain and a lot of distress. And, and oftentimes I find that the very thing that seems to help them is when they, they, they encounter a sense of wonder, at least about their pain. And when they begin to sort of inquire on that, um, it seems to shift them a little bit at least they don't see maybe krishna right away but there's some sort of opening um a sort of uh, a humility in that even in wondering in, in in their own suffering and pain um there's a lot here i want to comment on but uh i'm just, that, I just giving you a little sample where my mind's at yeah right we, now. we can actually talk about that sometime yeah thank you anybody else like to say hello Hare Krishna Maharaj. Henry. Henry. Hare Bal. Hare Bal. Nice to see you. There's some point that you appreciate it. Just like to say hello. Say what? Is there some point that you you wrote down that you'd like to share? Yes. Yeah. Um, The concept of something higher than the self, um, the concept of something higher than the self 
you know, avoid politics, you know, and business because we need to be trusted. I like that very much. And, um, I, and you know, my best one was I'm serving the way that Krishna wants now before I was serving the way that I wanted. But now I'm serving the way that Krishna wants. That's beautiful. You were really on fire today, you know. You, um, you know, um, God wants a more internal spiritual life for our, for us, you know. And, um, you know, the, all these things, you know, um, listening on a regular basis. I can't thank you enough, Maharaj, for 17 years of these Sunday morning songs. Wow. Bedrock of my spiritual life. I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am today without these. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Henry. And thank you for being one of the Adi listeners. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you're like one of the originals and, and regular too. Has it been 17 years? Huh? At least, at least. Wow. I have to give myself a little credit here. I'm pretty steady. <laughs> we kept it up. 17 years means like almost over a thousand. Well, if 52 classes, 54 classes a year for 17 years, it's almost two, almost a thousand classes. That's that's pretty amazing. If I if I just spoke, that would take like three years or something. <laughs> okay, thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hari Bo. Why don't Thank we sometimes speak personally? Sri Radhika, maybe yeah. okay. uh, you give me a time and arrange a Zoom call or something between you and your mother on. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. I, I, you know, I'm free this afternoon, but that doesn't work for you. I'm, I'm trying to get the times, but maybe. Um, either to tomorrow after my class or Tuesday after my class, you just give me a time and set up a Zoom call, okay? I want to speak to you and your mother. Thank you so much. Okay, will you do that, Sri Radhika? Thank you. Yes, yes. You'll do that? Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Okay, I hear Kalachandri. Did I get that right? Tom Wolf, yeah, what magazine? You got, you were totally right. I'm not sure of the magazine, but it was a, uh, an article like from Tom Wolf, like you said, he coined the term. Okay. Okay, thank you. Anybody Maharaj, else? Could you Maharaj, yeah? could you repeat that thing you said about um, uh, mercy? What uh, was it that about uh, that? got something about in the the um the, the definition about it's not in circumstances you always like yeah i i said we tend to look at mercy as how god moves the world around us our desires but god's perspective on mercy is how god moves the world around us not to satisfy our desires but to elevate our consciousness Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. I and love that. that. That's you. really difficult to do. <laughs> yes. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Kamala Tarrada, Shankishor from Argentina. Haribo. Haribo Maharaj. Thank you for the class, Maharaj. It's amigos. <laughs> Maharaj, the one of the aspects of, uh, of Prema you mentioned is relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. that reminder. 
with God, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Totagopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Haribo. Haribo. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out tomorrow, you know. Okay. But I'll let you know. It's communications a little bit. Okay. I'm going to probably have to go now. Um, but I, I do look at the list and I see everybody who's listening to the class. I'm amazed that the class came, came uh, together because um, so it regulated the last few days. But as Gail knows, that's when I do my best. <laughs> okay. Vanchakopa through Vyasakrupa Sindhu Baby Chapa.